Hey, hey. <laughs> Woohoo. This is super exciting. This is our first ever inaugural podcast episode for Time to Head North. And today we are talking about work-life balance. I'm Natasha Ryan. I do communications and business development for the North Group. And everyone here with me today is part of TNG. So we're going to go around. We're going to introduce ourselves. We're going to get to know everybody. So Steve, start us off. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Hernandez. I'm the CEO over at the North Group. Um, Army veteran, serial entrepreneur today. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got. <laughs> awesome. Nate? Awesome. Yeah, Nate, Nate Von Uhl. Um, I was actually, you know, kind of brought up in a circus uh, years ago, ran away from the circus, joined the Navy and uh, became a SEAL. After that, took off from uh, from the SEAL teams, retired in the reserves, uh, got into law enforcement uh, where I'm still a, a deputy sheriff here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much my life story. And now I'm working for the North Group as the chief security officer of, uh, of Valley Medical here in uh, in Washington, Renton, Washington. And can I just say, Nate actually was a part of the circus. That is not a story. Oh. Like that actually was the thing. I was going to say, there's going to be some people like, man, this is a sarcastic bastard. <laughs> He's not. He's no, actually the same circus in the industry. Okay. And then everybody knows Vince, right? Vince, is, uh, yeah. you're the famous one. Hollywood. No, we got to name you Hollywood. Yeah. No, Vince Vargas, you know, uh, former Army Ranger, former Special Operations uh, Department of Homeland Security, currently an actor. And so I work with uh, TNG. I am part of the social media team as well as, uh, you know, company development, so business development. So here we are. Um, Steve, we wanted to bring you on this for sure because one, you're the CEO of the company as well as a good friend of mine. And something that I thought would be awesome is talk about this subject is work-life balance. It's something that you've seen me speak on. And we have a clip real quick, Nate, so you can check it out. It's just a one-minute clip of me speaking, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. You guys ready? Ready. And in doing that, in the service to the country that I was so proud of, and I, was, and I felt honored by it, and I felt my kids were would would one day see me cross the stage and receive an award and they'd be so proud of their father. This whole time they never knew who their father was. And so going back to the essence of what I believe in, I was never making the choices for them. I was making the choices for myself. It was easier for me to pay the bills and do the mission. It was easier for me to volunteer and go hang out with the boys and drink the beers, but knowing I'm still paying those bills, you know, it was easy for me to be that father that was doing what I was taught was okay. But knowing in my heart, I wanted to be more relevant to my kids. You know, my kids, you know, one of the quotes one of my daughters said when I first got custody of them was, Dad, you're actually a really funny guy. And I was like, well, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm funny. Like, how do you not know this by now? Like, you're 10 years old. Like, I'm, well. Yeah, and, you know, I continue to go on to say is like, for all these years of dedicating my life to the mission by, by giving my all, giving work 110%, my family received, you know, 70%, 60, 50, maybe that. And, you know, raising my kids, I, I got uh, custodial rights of my kids in 2012. And the first drive from Arizona to Texas, you know, we're, we're playing music and laughing. And my daughter was like, dad, you're funny. And I was shocked. I'm like, how do you not know me by now? Because that's all everyone else in my circle my groups in the military and law enforcement knew me as funny. And this is the part of 
you know, that speech to talk about, you know, I learned to say yes to family more often and no to work more often. It was, it's, it's we, we feel sometimes obligated because of the mission is so important in law enforcement and military to give that a, a half butt effort. Um, it's kind of becomes scary and you might be a liability for your brothers to the left and right. And so I wanted to talk about this topic with you guys, particularly because I thought this would be a really good topic for us to, to discuss. Steve, you're yeah. just, you know, you've got a thousand things on your plate every day. You're ex-military. Like, how do you relate to this? What Vince is saying? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's hard. Um, you know, Vince's story has always moved me because <clears throat> he did something. He had the courage to do something that a lot of us haven't, which is to step away when he knew he needed to. And that's hard. Um, you know, I, I kind of flew past it, but, you know, I, I've been in law enforcement. I'm in law enforcement again um, as a commission deputy and a reserve police officer at another agency. And and I watch a lot of my friends that are in law enforcement. They deal with it. I watch a lot of my friends in the military. Military, we expect to be gone, right? I mean, that's just like we sign up for that. But I'll tell you, it's hard. Um, nothing is harder than being an entrepreneur. Um and, and nothing is more lonely than being an entrepreneur trying to find that work-life balance and figure out who can be in your life. I guess that's been the hardest thing for me, right? Just to cut straight yeah. to the point because, you know, I mean, it's hard. You let people in your life and now all of a sudden you get burned. Um, you know, I've dealt with that as an entrepreneur, as a business leader. Uh, people that I loved and trusted, I, I let them into my circle and I put so much into them. And then I looked back and my family was just kind of hanging off in the wind and these people weren't there, but my family still was. Yeah. So it's super it's, easy to do. And that's the hard thing is like, what's the right answer, right? Cause for all of us paying the bills mm -hmm. is number one. I mean, you have to pay the bills somehow. So sometimes work is the priority and that's all you can do. Uh, but then there's also these times where you have to make that decision. And, and what I was doing was volunteering for everything because dealing with kids is so freaking hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, dealing with bills. Nate, you know, going overseas, for me, I tell people, uh, the only thing I had to worry about overseas was getting shot in the face. Everything else, it's irrelevant, right? You didn't worry about bills. You didn't worry about relationships. Well, that's exactly right. And for me, it was uh, – and I've got a very similar story, Vince, and that was um, – an amazing clip of, of you on stage there uh, and, and very similar story with me. And for me, it was one of those things to where when I did work, we we've done things that are so extreme and, and just so dangerous that, you know, your biggest fear isn't, Hey, is your family? Okay. You know, to an extent it was like, Hey, is everybody going to come back alive or is everybody going to be okay in this training evolution? Is there anything more, is, is there, is there more time that I can put into this to make sure that everybody is, is safe? Um, my, my brothers and, and, and sisters to the right and next to me. Um, and, and so the right and left of me. So I, I think with that being said, I, it was, it was, my family was second when I was at work and, and looking back on that, now that a lot of this is gone, the military is behind me. Um, it's one of those things. Is it, is it something that I regret? Yes, it is. Um, I didn't, however, I, I, I know in my heart truly that I, 
I did everything that I could do to make sure that, you know, as a, as a senior chief uh, in the Navy, as, you know, a, a, a leader, that everybody was safe on my, on my watch. Um, and that's something that I, 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 my family suffered 100%. And I don't know, looking back in hindsight, how to do that different, um, you know, but like, you know, like everybody else, it's divorce. It's, uh, it's, it's this, you know, custody battles that you're dealing with after the fact. And it's like, it's, it's very, very difficult. And yes, if I could go back, I would have taken a vacation as opposed to going straight from a deployment into the sheriff's office. Um, I would have done a lot of things different in hindsight. And that, that, that balance has to be there, I think, to have a, a healthy life. Yeah. And, you know, Tasha, I mean, you, you spend your career in front of, uh, in the news and there is no days off in news, right? No, you know there's I mean? not. So I'm sure you relate to the subject dr- dramatically. Well, I can on two twofold, right? Because I'm a military brat. So I can remember like the year I had to spend away from my dad. You know, he was in the Philippines. My mom and I were in Oklahoma. And, and that year without your dad was awful. And then I had to do it again my senior year of high school. So like my mom had to be both parents, you know. And and it's really rough for the family because they truly miss you. You know, like I was always a daddy's girl. I hated him being gone, you know. Um, I knew what he was doing. I knew it was important, but I still missed him, you know? And then in the news business, you find yourself in this career where there's always something happening. There's always a reason to be held over live shot, late breaking news. You know, there's, you know, you work every holiday. You can't, there are four months you can't take a day off because it's ratings periods. So you miss weddings, you miss you know, your friend having a kid, you, you miss your your grandma's 80th birthday, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. So when I had my kids of my own, I did make a conscious choice to step back. And it was not easy. It was a career that took me a lot of time to build up. You know, you don't just go to a major market and become a news anchor to step away a year later. But I did, and then went back part-time, but maintained a schedule that was doable until I had two kids. And then even that was hard, even part-time, because I was still a stay-at-home mom all day and all night and then getting up at three in the morning and going to a full day shift there. So as a single mom, I can relate to all of this this business. I did make a step back because I realized, you know, the same reason I love the security sector, right? And the same reason I couldn't wait to be a part of the North Group was because the whole idea is to make the world a better place, right? That at my core was why I loved the news business because there were moments when you truly could help someone and make the world a better place. And it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that while you're busy making the world a better place, you also have to make the world a better place for your own family and kids. And I think... I feel for everyone that goes away because you have duties you have to do in the military. And so, you know, I wonder when you come back, you know, there's big talk in our industry right now about transitioning into corporate America and how that how hard that transition is coming from military. I'd also like to see more open dialogue and you guys can speak to this on transitioning from not being at home to now your military career is over and you're a full time dad until you figure out what you're doing next. Congratulations, new job. You know, how hard was that transition? Well, that's that's another thing that's, that's pretty tough is that 
not only have you worried about family, but like the mental health side of everything else, right? We, you have to work daily if you're a law enforcement officer and then that transition of family and then life. And then if you're talking about military, getting out and trying to figure out yourself there, it's tough. Um, I think that's one of those things in, in our law enforcement military that seems to be changing. I guess the, the, the mentality of mental health and, and personal uh, wellness is getting better. I know there's, there's special operations units, they're nearly 80% uh, marriages end up in divorce. And so they're doing a lot more with giving guys opportunities to have more family time. They're working. I know Delta has a really good program. The family is super important to them and they, they assign them a personal physician's assistant so they can actually have, you know, their kids have good medical and, and things like that. And so that's the cool thing to see in, in special operations. And, and I know sometimes it starts with special operations and it trickles downhill. Eventually it'll get to our, our law enforcement and military. But um, what are some things that maybe we've seen that, that can that have helped or maybe they can help you know i i do want to i do want to say something so because i listen i struggle with this um <laughs> i'm on my third company a fourth company um three three currently building right and it's like i've come to the realization right wrong or indifferent um that life is is defined by seasons and uh, there are seasons, just like we have seasons here in, in the state I'm in. You guys have seasons where you're at, you know, summer, winter, fall, um, what have you. Life is seasons. We go through a season where we're young, we're stupid, we're wild. Um, we go through a season. <laughs> we, go, we go. Yeah, neither does Nate or Vince. They're, they're saints. Yeah, I think um, we're still going through that. Um, I, I just... You know, I, I think that you have to identify what season you're in, you're in. And my wife said something one day. She said, uh, life isn't about finding um, balance in the seasons. It's about finding rhythm. Love that. And I was, and I was like, boom, oh, my gosh. That was, you know, because it really, it really hit me because everybody's like trying to figure out how to live in their season and how, how to make their season mold with their life. And it's like, Listen, man, you just got to weather the storm sometimes. Like, there were nights last year, I mean, the end of the quarter, the beginning of the quarter, beginning of the year, I mean, there were more nights than not where I was at this desk till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, but I just, I, for me, when, you know, it gets to a point where you have to do a few things as an entrepreneur. One, you have to bring people in to help you scale. And by scale, I don't just mean from a business economical standpoint. I also mean from a work-life balance standpoint. Um, and, and luckily, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with all of you as, as a part of the team and many more that allow me to be able to step away the, the little bit of time that I can. I, the other part of this is, is, is understanding and this is going to be really important because a lot of people don't have work-life balance because they don't understand priorities of work. And if there's anything I took away from being a combat infantryman was priorities of work, right? Um, I break it down to the simplest level of tactics. What's my priority of work? What am I focused on and how do, and how do I execute? Um, and I, and I still think about that every day when I get up at four or five in the morning, I'm going through my outlook calendar to figure out what my day looks like. Cause if I tell my wife I'm going to pick my four-year-old up from school at one and I have a pop-up meeting and I don't, 
it's game on, <laughs> right? Like it's game on, but it happens every other day because, yeah. because I I'll get pulled in different directions. And that's the other thing you, you gotta, you gotta set boundaries with people. Rocco, I'm, I'm going to call you out on this, man. You deal with this probably more than anybody I know where you get pulled in directions because it because of the things you're doing or the things you've done by people that like really aren't part of your familia, man. They're not part of it. But but and there's a time where you had to set up boundaries. Yeah. And, and that's you had pretty, to put the family first. Yeah, it comes down to like, does it make sense? And well, now what I do, we I gotta communicate with my wife real clearly, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Does it make sense to fit in our schedule? Do we have any of our kids' birthdays in that week? Because <laughs> we have a ton of kids. Feels like every weekend's a kid's birthday. But uh, you know, I she's the one who kind of is the checks and balances of a lot of what I do because um if I, I put my head down and work like all of us do in this room, just put your head down and go. And then she knows to check me and say, Hey, uh, it's vacation. That means vacation, you know. What I mean, so yeah, it's hard, man. You know, if I get pulled away for anything like speaking engagement, uh, I have to get paid because there there's value in my time. And if I'm missing my family, well, then you're gonna pay me for that time. And I've had to establish that because trust me, I want to speak to every veteran community there is for free. But um, then I start falling into the same cycle of like work comes first because that doesn't make but that doesn't make sense to me. So it's hard because uh, you know. I just want to go out there, go out there and, and do good by people. But at the same time, um, I still have to always acknowledge that my family is more important and, and, and keep that at the forefront. <laughs> Nate, how do you, how do you operate in this, in this wheelhouse? Yeah, I've been a total failure. My mindset on this whole thing was, Hey, if I work really hard, if I if I don't take weekends off, if I just dig, 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 hey, next year is going to be awesome, right? And then that year comes and it's even busier. And then I'm like, hey, next year, like we're going to be on a white sandy beach as a family and everything's going to be fine. And then that year comes and you're even busier. And so it's like this grind, this dig that we all think is going to pay off that is the that is the the absolute epitome of the opposite of work life balance because it never will it never will the the harder you work the more relevant you become the more people need you um, and 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 so it will never break the cycle so you just have to make part of that rhythm as 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 Steve said um, that cadence to where I I have to take time off and see my my family see my children. Uh, my loved ones, like I, I haven't been home to Indiana in years. You know, the only time I go back there for Christ's sake is when somebody passes away. Right. And then, I'm, and then it's a funeral. Everybody parties after the funeral because no one's seen each other in, in, in five, 10 years. And it's just horrible, you know, and that's where I grew up. And that's like way down on the priority list to my immediate family. It's just insane. So I think for me to go back and, and, and think that, hey, next year is going to be better. It's not. It, it never will be. Um, it, you, you have to make it work now. So so listen, I, I got I got to argue with you on this because <laughs> let's do it. Let's yeah, go. I, I do. Perfect. Listen, listen, because because Circus and I um, we're, we're friends and 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 I'm going to say this like. And I'm going to talk about a situation we had a couple of years ago to just talk about the dedication that I'm about to mention in a second. 
like you could say it's a failure and and in some regards it is right you're you're a failure okay fine <laughs> we all are <laughs> but We're but here's that. the thing here's the thing you are the most dedicated person to the mission and i'm just going to say this if america didn't have a couple folks that were willing to sacrifice their family we wouldn't have america it's true yeah and there's like some, like like yeah. it's it, and it's like it's like the worst possible conversation to have right because nobody wins in this everybody's yeah. wrong and everybody sucks <laughs> right but you know if if you're and let's just talk about the time in the teams right or no let, let's just talk about your willingness to come out and go to the so and do what you did there right you you but you're a machine that god gave a gift to to save lives and protect people. And there's not a whole hell of a lot of people out there that can do what you do with the perseverance that you do it. Yes, you failed in one area, but you have been tremendously successful and are unbelievably respected in another area. So did, did you lose? You lost something, but you've also gained a whole lot of respect and camaraderie on the other side of that. And I think operators and professionals in our industry need to realize that this whole conversation is a choice. If you're choosing to be somebody, you just have to own the pieces of that that are going to come that you're going to pick up one day. And listen, if you're okay with that, who the heck am I to judge you? I mean, yeah. I mean, apply to the North group. I'll hire you because <laughs> <'cause> we'll, <laughs> we'll have the same work schedule. Right. But, but, my, yeah. but my point is you didn't fail. Because, because listen, you have been the guy since I've known you where I know I can call you if there's trouble and you'll go anywhere in the world with me and have my back at hell's half acre to figure it out. So did you fail? Maybe you failed at something, but did right. you win at something else? A hundred percent, man. And I just, I just got to challenge you on that. No. And I, and I love that Steve, because there's an interesting dichotomy to this because there's always going to be those who need to serve our country to protect and serve. There's always going to be need to be that. And there's always going to need guys like me who decide my heart's not in it as much anymore. And it's time to step down, you know, and hopefully some young studs out there are, are ready to, to risk their lives. And hopefully there's some husbands and wives who are willing to support those men and women who are willing to sacrifice their time, their energy from their families to go serve a greater purpose. Cause I think what we all have done is tried to serve something that's bigger than us. And we all kind of feel like I felt like it was time for me to step away. Cause my heart wasn't in it as much anymore. And I wanted to do my service in a different light. And uh, so, yeah, there's something to be said about, we need people to do that or else you're right. There is no America, right? There is nothing. We, we have nothing to stand on if there isn't for those families that are willing to put up with that and, and sacrifice their time. For the number of gold star families there are in this in this country, there is there there service is selfless. We all know that. We've all served. We've all served in some way or another. Um, even even if you're you're the daughter of a veteran, right? You you did you served you you went through that as a, as a young girl to deal with your dad being gone. Um, I, I just, I think that the problem is and, and to transition over to the security business real quick and how this works is I, I've done this. I mean, we've, Nate's done this. We we've worked security gigs where we're gone for months on end, weeks on end. Um, you know, sometimes we uproot our whole family and, and move somewhere and, and it's just pure chaos. Like, but, but you know what that is? That's a call 
to be successful at the mission. That that is that is a that is, to me. There's something to be said about this, and my brother and I got into a big fight about it one day um, after I had came home from the military, and he told me uh, some family drama had happened, and he's like, you know. And I, and I said something to him. I said, man, you need to get a life or something like that. And he's like, I've stayed home raising my kids. And, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. But you know, there's also another side of this. And, and this is for men. Like your job is to leave your kids a legacy. Like, so when we say work-life balance, we're not saying don't work too much. We're saying what works for your family. I got a friend who has a special needs kid. He's a state trooper. He left the state police to take a local police job because the state police was taking them all over the state. And he has a special needs kid that needs to be by this center, this medical facility. And, and he made a change, took less pay. Do, do you know what I mean? Like he made a choice to decide what he was going to do for his family. And I can give you a thousand examples of this and, and Rocco you're spot on you're spot on everybody has a choice to make and I think that's the conversation like you need to have a network of brothers and sisters that you can rely on to help you make your choice you need people and this goes back to mentorship you need mentors you need to sometimes check and see am I am I losing my family am I screwing up am I am I left or right a bang where am I at yeah. And, that, and that's what I, and that's what I'm telling you, like, like, I, I, I don't think that we realize sometimes the chaos that we put ourselves in, but we also don't realize the blessings that are around the corner from all the hard work. And it's this balance. It's constant analysis. It's constant managing of self risk. Yes, it is. It is. I think that's the hardest. Yeah. And, and I think the hardest thing to do you know, for, for me, it was to try to get my children to understand what that dedication looked like. If I could have had more help doing that, I think it would have been a lot easier. Um, however, I did silo like my children to where, you know, my, my son was nine years old and he's like, dad, you were in the military. You know, <laughs> I had no idea. And, and I did like, he had no idea what it was. And I did that intentionally so that when they're watching the news and I'm deployed, they weren't thinking, Oh my gosh, is dad, dad, is he, you know, it was, they had no idea what I was doing. They had, they had yeah. no idea where, where I was at. And I did that intentionally. Um, but you know, in hindsight, um, you know, to let them know how much, you know, I would have done all of that for them. And I did do that for them. They just, it's, it's, it's very hard to, for me as a, as a parent, to sometimes communicate that, you know, and that's part of that work-life balance that um, I think it's just the communication of, of what you're actually doing and, and how significant that, that that what you're doing is right. And having yeah. them understand that. So I hope someday like it, it works out. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult with that communication. It was for me anyway. They will. They'll get that. I get that. I got that when I was little. You know, I think my mom did a great job at articulating that, you know, more so my dad because he's humble. But, you know, I always got that. But the funny part is, is like you, here I am. You know, it, it must have been like three years ago. So what I'm, I'm in my late 30s and I'm just finding out the cool shit that my dad did in the military. He's like, oh, yeah, like I parachuted up and ended up in Iraq and it was hostile. Terror. And I'm like, 
what? Like I had no idea he was so, he did all these really dangerous, exciting things. And then it was like Pandora's box was open. And then I got to hear all the cool stories, you know, but he kind of, he did that too. Like he didn't want me to have any unnecessary anxiety. So I knew, yeah, I knew my dad was a fire pilot, but that's, you know, and I knew he fought for the country and I was proud of him, but I did not know the extent of some of the stuff he did. And when I found out it was like, but it, it made me just, I mean, love it even more, you know, and, and, and have that much more respect for, for understanding what we went through so he could do what he had to do for the country. Yeah. My son wants to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> like Nate. That's horrible. Look, if it wasn't for Charlie Sheen, I wouldn't be here, right? Yeah. yeah. He, I'm like, I was an army major. I was an army. He goes, What's that? I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah, go get ABC. <laughs> I, I want to add one thing real quick before we close this out. You know, something that's been really helpful in my household, because even now my schedule's random. We don't have hard dates. And so when I say that, I've taught my family like Christmas is when we celebrate Christmas. Yes, and, that's and what I say. It's when yes. we celebrate Thanksgiving. It's not the day that they tell us to celebrate it because if you get held onto those hard days, uh, it, it can crush some of the kids. And so, I don't know, that's something I've learned. And, you know, I'm still learning how to figure this all out. But uh, for those families that are out there doing the grind daily, man, we appreciate you and have nothing but gratitude for those families sacrificing their time with their kids. And you dads and moms who are out there, uh, there's people like us that just support it all day long and, and, and just hope for the best. And, you know, um, I would say if I can help in anything, it would be just more clear and concise communication with your significant others on what the plan of action is for your career, where you decide to go to and communicate whether this is something that can sustain itself or do we have to shift gears? And so that's that's something I would say. I, yeah, I, 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 I tell you, you know, that's that's great. And what I what else I would add to that is if you're in the security business or if you're an executive or if you're an entrepreneur, just know what you want your life to look like in 20 years and work towards that. Yeah. And if, if that is having a relationship with your kids in 20 years and their kids, I mean, probably invest in that. If that's owning an Island, then probably invest your time in being able to afford an Island. Um, entrepreneurship is unforgiving and it's lonely. Um, self-development is unforgiving and it's lonely, but you are the most important person in your world. And don't forget that. And I've, and I have had to overcome a lot of, um, adversity as a young entrepreneur, um, with guys telling me this or that, but yet my business acumen was, was like years beyond them and my ability to analyze I just shut my mouth and started listening to everybody. Everybody became an asset that I collected from and I learned from. And that, that has been the single greatest success in my life is knowing what works for other people and what doesn't and making sure I put that in a mental envelope somewhere. So that way, <clears throat> if it starts to affect my life and that experience can be relevant to how I decide to pivot or not, it, that that has been my my defining whether I fail or succeed at certain things is using other people's experiences. Rely on those in your in your network and world to help you grow and to help you make the right decisions. That that'd be my best advice. Well said, Nate. Final thoughts. 
My final thought is anytime you get a chance to be around, um, you know, the family, the kids, just make it precious, you know, stay off the phone, like give, give them something to look forward to the next time you have that chance as well. And that was told to me by a very um, wise person from a, another country who is very, very busy and runs hundreds of businesses. Just give them something to look forward to on the next event and just stay off your phone and make it precious. You know, um, and, and I think I'm, I'm talking down to the seconds, not not the, the hours or the minutes, the seconds. Just make it precious. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Be present. That's what I continue to work on too. be present. Step outside of the emails and the social media and just be present when you have what time you do. And Vince, I love what you said earlier, because that is exactly how we operate it, because my dad was in the military. So Christmas was when we could celebrate Christmas and it was still Christmas. And now I'm a single divorced mom and I apply that same logic. There are days I don't have the holidays. You know what? Christmas this year was December 23rd and it was just as great as it would have been December 25th. So there you go. But um, but yeah, so just, yeah, be present. I think that's that's great, Nate. And, and it, I, you it, know, it's so go ahead. Sorry, Steve. go on. No, I was going to say, it sounds like it sounds like we need to do a, co a, conversa a conversation on mindset, because what you just said is strong mindset, right? Like you're not letting adversity step in and change your mindset. And I, I think the next conversation should be on mindset. I love it. it because Absolutely. sometimes I do breakfast for dinner and I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I still got to go chop down my Christmas tree. <laughs> hey, well, we're wrap this up, Natasha, and then we'll close it out with a little bit of a video about for TNG. Awesome. Okay. Thanks to all of you for watching. And of course, come back. We're going to be doing these podcasts every other week. We look forward to all of your comments. Please follow us, share us with your friends, give us a like. We're going to be on all sorts of social media. We're on Spotify, iTunes. So just find us there. Time to head north. And I want to say all this talk of veterans, thank you again for your service, law enforcement. Thank you. And remember, we're here as a resource. We love talking to veterans. We love hiring veterans. So reach out to TNG if you'd like any opportunities. Yeah. And don't forget about our website, tngdefense.com. Vince, take it away. All right. Later.